Hey folks, Brian Bledsoe here once again, host of the Desert Farmer Podcast. It is 6 o'clock on Tuesday evening. I hope all of you are doing very well out there. It's nice to actually see a nice warm-up across much of the Great Plains after that nasty Arctic chill that made its way down through the area and kind of controlled us here uh, for about the past week to 10 days or so. But bottom line, things are certainly improving with the weather situation, no doubt about that. I'm especially excited to get on here this evening and uh, talk more about the Desert Farmer Farmer Meetup that's coming up later this week. Now, again, this will be the third annual Desert Farmer Meetup. And uh, last year we expanded, we had plenty of guests, lots of great speakers. Lots of folks attended, and this year we have the same type of thing planned. We're looking at great attendance coming in our way. We're also looking at some great speakers headed our way. And if nothing else, what the Desert Farmer Meetup is, you know, all about is just simply a bunch of great people that are farming in the Great Plains, getting together, networking, sharing ideas, and if nothing else, just simply putting faces with names, whether it's here on Twitter or Facebook or whatever your medium is that you are uh, that you network with, whether it's with myself from a weather standpoint, diff- different seed companies, chemical companies, implements, all these different things. It's a great time to just get together and network and commiserate and have a good time. That's really what the Desert Farmer Meetup is all about. And again, this will be the third annual one. We've had it liberal for the past three years. And uh, some people ask me like all the time, well, why liberal Kansas? Well, to believe it or not, it's kind of a central location for a lot of the desert farmers, whether you're in Nebraska or Colorado or New Mexico or Oklahoma, Texas, Kansas. Uh, it's one of those places where a lot of folks can come get together. We got a lot of different amenities there. We've got hotel rooms that are obviously were booked uh, back on uh, January 10th, so you can't get the official rate anymore there. But we still have hotel rooms there uh, that make it a great place to get together. And um, we've got Billy's again providing the food coming up on dinner this Saturday night, which leads me to tell you about exactly what the schedule looks like. So for those of you that may not have heard of this and are interested in attending, I urge you to go to desertfarmermeetup.com. Okay, just one, like how it sounds, desertfarmermeetup.com. You can go there and you can RSVP at the bottom of the page. You can also access the schedule, which gets going on Friday, this Friday, January 26th at the Seward County Activity Center. The trade show, the floor opens at 11 o'clock and extends until 5 o'clock in the evening. Now, we've got various speakers that day. It's a little bit of a short list that particular day in terms of um, the speaker list, uh, but Uh, I I highly encourage you to take advantage of it and check it out if you have the opportunity to do so. Everything from uh, the benefits of fulvic and humic acid from Danny Kushner from uh, Wind Biologics. We've got Abigail Holser from Plains Cotton Cooperative Association giving us a cotton market outlook. And obviously we have Nick Voss from Prairie Seed uh, on at four o'clock later that afternoon talking about foliar nutrition. So again, that's the Friday lineup. And then we always just kind of get together after the fact and, you know, just see how the night goes. Now, Saturday, uh, the trade show uh, opens at nine o'clock in the morning and extends until five o'clock. That is also at the Seward County Activity Center right there in Liberal. So uh, an extended list of, of speakers that particular day. And it's a great lineup. I highly encourage you to go to desertfarmermeetup.com and check this out. But that speaker uh, list goes until 4 o'clock. So we hit the floor at 9. It ends 
uh, with the last speaker wrapping up probably around 4.30 or 5 o'clock that evening. And then after that, we've got happy hour at 5 o'clock. Now, that will be held at the Liberal Conference Center. So we've got two venues. We've got the speakers and the trade shows going on at the Seward County Activity Center. We've got happy hour, 5 o'clock on Saturday evening at the Liberal Conference Center. That happy hour is hosted by Ag Risk Advisors. Okay, for those of you that may not be familiar with them, uh, they are a great group. I've done work with them for years. Aaron Tattersall um, is uh, is just one of, a, uh, one of my great friends in this business, marrying weather with agriculture and so on and so forth. So Agrisk Advisors is going to be there sponsoring the happy hour just like they did last year. We've got dinner at six o'clock um, that is being uh, you know catered by Billy's, local business right there in Liberal, Kansas. You guys that have been through there know all about Billy's, absolutely. And then I'm going to be giving the keynote presentation and my weather prediction at seven o'clock that evening. Okay, so for those of you that think this is, might be something good that you want to attend, maybe you have a little bit of downtime later this week, or you want to come see what this is all about. It's a fantastic event. It's a laid back event. And bottom line, it's just a fun event. Okay. So I highly encourage you, if you're on the fence about attending, I highly encourage you to get there. You can find out everything that you need to know though, right there, desertfarmermeetup.com. You can also uh, followed on Twitter. You can follow myself on Twitter, Brian Seeker on Twitter, uh, also Nick Voss on Twitter, organizing this, getting everything going to make this a successful event. And uh, no doubt, I think it's going to. I've been looking at some of the folks that have been RSVPing uh, for this particular event. Folks, we've got people coming from West Central Nebraska. We've got folks coming from Northeast, East and Southeast Colorado. We've got folks coming from Eastern New Mexico, West Texas, Oklahoma, and scattered all across Kansas uh, coming to this event uh, in Liberal. Now, a lot of these folks are repeat attenders, okay? But we also have some new folks on the list, which I'm really looking forward to. I always love being able to speak in front of a new audience, share some different ideas when it comes to long-range forecasting, and more importantly, sharing the ideas about whether it's short or long-term forecasting and how you can stuff that in your risk management toolbox when it comes to weather. Uh, whether it's with drought insurance, with the PRF program, or whether it's with uh, hail insurance, whether it's just simply everyday stuff, do I need to know if, if I can put hay on the ground today or is it going to rain? Those are the opportunities uh, that I saw years ago when it came to marrying weather forecasting with agriculture. Obviously, for those of you that know my background, growing up on a farm and a ranch in eastern Colorado, um, agriculture is basically steeped in my heritage. And this is one of these things that uh, I started three years ago, just simply to get together and network with folks that I'd talked with uh, on Twitter for years, okay? Uh, for those of you that uh, that do farm in the desert around here. So uh, again, I'm really geeked up to get down there. I'm going to be flying out of Denver, going to Dodge City, and then coming over to Liberal on Friday. I won't be there during the daytime for the most part on Friday, but I'll be there Friday evening looking to meet up with anybody who wants to do so. It's obviously going to be a great time. So uh, enough about that. Another thing that I want to talk about is what's coming our way as far as the weather's concerned. Now, the next, uh, uh, you know, tonight... And then another storm system coming through on Friday. These are the little ones, okay? And they're going to put a little bit of moisture down across southeast Colorado, southern portions of Kansas, in the panhandles, and eastward across Oklahoma and Texas, okay? Um, some of that could come in the form of some wet snow. 
uh, Thursday night and into Friday. I don't think it's going to be a huge deal the way it looks like at this point as these storm systems are fairly fast moving and they don't have a, uh, enough time to really sit and take hold and really uh, do some work. However, uh, more importantly, I'm looking down the road just a little bit, and this is something that I've been looking at now for a while. There's been a very strong signal uh, within the teleconnections, within the atmosphere and in the ocean, and also within the computer models that are hinting at something fairly significant ejecting out of the west and the southwest part of the United States and coming into the midsection of the country somewhere between February, say, 4th and the 8th. Okay, right in that wheelhouse. You might say, well, you're really pinning yourself down with that. Look, that's not the idea here. The, the idea here is to give you a general idea of when something like this may happen. And again, we're talking about 10 days down the road here, you know, at least 10 days, probably more on the order of about 10 days to two weeks down the road here where something like this coming through might be significant. But the, 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 the signal that caught my eye is that it's, it's intense. It's going to have plenty of cold air to work with. It's going to have plenty of moisture to work with. It's going to be moving slowly enough that uh, it can bite and really you know, have a, a significant impact, whether that is on the rain side of things or on the snow side of things. But any time of year in the winter, uh, when I see something like this show up in the models, it raises a lot of red flags. And, and I know that typically speaking, uh, most years, January and February don't mean a whole lot for us in terms of moisture when you farm a ranch in the high desert. However, during these El Nino years, you always have to keep January and February uh, open to bigger storms. Okay, And we saw one of those happen back in uh, January with the blizzard that moved through uh, the, the western high plains. And we might have something similar in terms of strength that comes out of the southwest part of the country um, and, and produces a significant impact. Now, in terms of whether that would be a blizzard or just a little bit of snow on the north side and a lot of rain on the south side or whatever, the the uh, the overall signal is significant enough that I think we definitely have to pay attention to it. So again, uh, and I'm looking again, as I said, between about the, the February, say, 3rd to 4th, and in the 7th and 8th, so right there uh, during the early part of February. And this is something that we've been watching now for quite some time with uh, how the MJO is circulating, uh, how different teleconnections across the, the, that are impacting the Western United States are going to be changing during that time frame. So there's enough evidence there that I think we definitely have to be concerned and at least be paying attention to it going forward. And I have seen some very significant moisture being put out across parts of the west, southern, and central high plains with this storm system that, uh, again, it would be a significant event if it comes through uh, the way it looks. Now, again, I know that there's going to be changes taking place down the road with probably the timing, the evolution, and if you're looking for the finer details on something like this at this range, that's fool's gold. You're just not going to be able to, to get that accomplished. So uh, bottom line, just stay tuned. That's kind of what I'm driving at right now. And in terms of the longer range forecast, even further down the road, uh, road, I'm really going to be talking a lot about that in my weather presentation at the Desert Farmer Meetup uh, You know, this Saturday night in Liberal, Kansas. So if you're interested 
and what's going to be taking shape for the rest of this El Nino, how it may transition to La Nina, how that's going to affect um, you know, the, de the high desert and the western high plains, southern plains, central plains, or really anywhere across the midsection of the country. That's something that I'm really going to be targeting in terms of my presentation on Saturday night because that's, that's what I do. So if you're interested in any of that stuff, uh, please go to desertfarmermeetup.com and uh, hit that RSVP button. And uh, we'll obviously get you down for, for attendance. We're still taking a lot of RSVPs in terms of who, what, uh, how many we're actually going to be having for dinner that evening. I know there's always going to be folks that just show up. That's totally fine. You are welcome. I'm sure there's going to be enough food for that. But if you can RSVP uh, before you show up, uh, that would be absolutely fantastic. As I said, folks, I'm super geeked up about that uh, event. It's one of my favorite things that I do every single year, mostly because I just come, get to come out and I get to see you folks and we get to interact uh, in a social setting, have a few drinks, and just have an amazing time and have some great fellowship. So uh, I might jump on here again later this week if I see anything additional come up that I want to get out to you. If you don't hear from me again right here on the Desert Farmer Podcast, again, come to Liberal Kansas. Friday or Saturday, January 26th and 27th. Have some great conversation. Here's some great topics. And uh, I look forward to meeting you there. Unless you show up uh, right here on the Desert Farmer Podcast again, I'll see you coming up this Friday and Saturday night. Be well, everybody.